Greetings, friends. Welcome again to Walking in His Word, where we're diving into the life-changing power of gratitude in our special series leading up to the holiday season called Thanksgiving, The Daily Gratitude Journey. I'm Jason Goal, your host. Before we jump into today's episode, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a moment of inspiration, and also visit our website, www.walkinginhisword.com, for more resources on how you can connect with our community. Today, we're going to unpack a topic that probably resonates with all of us, and that is maintaining a heart of thanksgiving during challenging times. So join me today as we discover how faith and gratitude can thrive in adversity. It might sound counterintuitive, but there's wisdom in finding gratitude in difficult trials. I'd first like to start by reading James chapter 1, verses 2 through 3, and we'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces patience or perseverance. Facing trials with joy leads to personal growth. It also leads to a deeper faith. Think of it like refining gold in a fire. As as the gold gets heated up, as the gold liquefies, impurities float to the surface. And the refiner comes through and, and scrapes those impurities away. And what you're left with is pure gold. Now, it's very important for a jeweler to make sure that they're working with the finest gold possible. But in order to do that, that gold needs to get heated up quite a bit. Now, the Lord is trying to produce pure gold in us, and he wants to make us as pure gold as possible. But in order to do that, it requires a little bit of heat so that those adversities and those difficulties and impurities can come to the surface and be scraped away. And that often happens, the heat often happens through some sort of trial or adversity or difficulty. Another verse to consider is 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will for you in Christ Jesus. So we're going to use these verses as a springboard into our topic today about overcoming adversity with thanksgiving. And having learned about this importance from a biblical perspective as it's thinking about thanksgiving in those difficult times because it's doing a deeper work in us, We're going to look at a scriptural example as well as a real-life example of gratitude during challenging times. First of all, we'll look at a biblical example, and that would be the life of Job. The story of Job from the Bible is a powerful example of maintaining gratitude in the face of challenging times. Despite losing his wealth, his health, his family, Job remained steadfast in his faith and eventually received God's blessing, a double portion, if you will, of what he had before it was lost. Job is a renowned example of maintaining gratitude during extreme adversity. His story found in the Old Testament of the Bible is a powerful illustration of faith, resilience, and gratitude in the face of profound suffering even. Let's look at Job's journey together. As we start in chapter 1, it says, God is telling Satan, in, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him in all the world. He had a loving family. He had extensive livestock and was considered blessed and honorable figure in his community. The central theme of the book of Job is the testing of his faith and his ability to maintain a thankful heart in the midst of tremendous suffering. We know that Satan challenged Job's faith, suggesting that he only served God because of his prosperity and that he would curse God if his blessings were taken away. And God sees an opportunity to produce finer gold out of Job. And he allows Satan 
to bring some adversity into his life. And through a series of calamities, Job loses his wealth, his livestock, his children, and his health. He's inflicted with painful sores all over his body. And it's important to point out here that God allowed this to happen. He said to Satan, you can do this much and no further. It's so important for us to understand when we think about difficulties or trials and challenges is that God's allowing them to do a deeper work in us. We're only seeing from our perspective in the moment as things are happening, but God has a much greater plan. God already knew what was going to happen in chapter 42 of Job when chapter one was starting. He knew about Job before Job was even created even, and he knew what he was going to do in Job's life. And so God is doing this, providing the heat, if you will, so that the impurities would rise to the surface and Job would come forth as pure gold. Despite his profound suffering, Job doesn't curse God or express bitterness. Instead, he tears his robes, he shaves his head and falls into the ground in worship. His famous words from Job 1.21 express his gratitude and faith even in these darkest of times. And we'll read these from the New International Version today. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Between chapter 1 and chapter 40 or so of Job, much of the book consists of dialogue between Job and his friends. His friends attempt to console him, and they also attempt to offer explanations for his suffering. Job's friends argue that suffering is a consequence of sin, but Job maintains that he's innocent and continues to seek understanding from God. And I'll tell you, this is so challenging during difficult times when you have people who come in and often attempt to offer their quote-unquote wisdom when they really have no idea what's going on. And Job's friends, they're doing their best. They're trying to help him, but they just assume that he had done something wrong. They even tell him, you're suffering. You must have done something wrong. Just repent, and God will bless, and God will lift this suffering from you. Job actually responds by saying, "You you guys are miserable comforters. You're miserable comforters. You're not offering me any comfort. You're heaping condemnation upon me for something that I didn't even do." He and he says, "I'm innocent." Now, towards the end of the book, God responds to Job's questions and suffering. And instead of providing answers, God reveals his sovereignty and the limitations of human understanding. He lists off many questions to Job because Job had been questioning God up to this point. He says, well, I wish I could talk to God. I wish I could reason with him and let him see that I am innocent. So God replies, not in a debate, but he says, Job, where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? Where were you when I created the fish in the sea? Where were you when I gave breath to, to the creation and so forth? And he's, he's establishing his sovereignty and saying, Job, I have a bigger plan. And our human understanding oftentimes will struggle with understanding God's greater plan. I've, I've talked to many people throughout my life and throughout my ministry, and they've often said, how could God allow this to happen? And my answer is, I don't know. I don't know how or why God does what he does. All I know is God is sovereign and his plan is perfect. Whatever that might be, 
His plan is perfect. And I seek to know, God, what is your plan for my life? When I'm going through situations where there's adversity or trial, I say, Lord, what's your plan? Lord, help me. Let's work out all the impurities that we can so that I can come forth as pure gold. As a reward for his faithfulness and humility, God restores Job's fortunes and blesses him even more abundantly than before. Job received double the livestock he lost. He has additionally seven sons and three daughters to replace that which was lost. Job's story serves as a testament to the human capacity for faith and gratitude, even in the face of profound suffering and loss. It underscores the idea that faith is not contingent upon prosperity, and true gratitude can exist independently of our circumstances. Job's journey of maintaining gratitude during adversity continues to inspire people of faith even to this day. He reminds us of the importance of trust, of the importance of humility, of the importance of thankfulness, even in the most challenging times. He reminds us of the sovereignty of God. He has a plan. He's working out those impurities because he wants us to be found as pure gold. I want to shift now to a more modern example, and I'm going to talk about a man by the name of Eric Little. Eric Little was a Scottish athlete and Christian missionary. He faced adversity during the 1924 Olympics when he refused to run in his best event, the 100 meters. He refused to run because the preliminary heats were scheduled on a Sunday. Instead, he competed in the 400 meters and won the gold medal. His gratitude and faith were evident in his actions as he believed in honoring his commitment to God above all things. Eric Little's amazing story was immortalized in the 1981 film Chariots of Fire. He saw athletic talent as a gift from God, and as such, he used his athletic talent to honor God. And there's a famous line in the movie, you know, he said, God made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. After the Olympics, Little returned to China as a missionary. He followed in his parents' footsteps. He continued to serve in this capacity and made significant contributions to the education and welfare of Chinese citizens. His story remains an inspiring example of faith and gratitude and how you can shine through in adversity. Eric Little's life and his unwavering commitment to his faith and gratitude continue to serve as a source of inspiration for people around the world, emphasizing the power of staying true to your beliefs, even in challenging circumstances. Both Job and Eric Little have truly inspiring accounts of being thankful in the midst of of difficulty. Now I want to bring this a little closer to home and discuss some practical steps on how we can cultivate this attitude of gratitude even when we're facing trials in our own lives. I'd like to encourage you, if you don't already do this, to start a daily reflection journal, if you will. It's so important to write things down, even though it's something you might not do every day, but when, when God speaks, when something important happens, write it down. Think of Psalm 77 verses 11 and 12. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. It's so important to remember the good things. You know, when, when the pressure's on, when the heat is heating us up and we feel like we're melting, we can open up that journal and say, oh yeah, but God did this. All I remember, God did that. God did that. And we can start thanking the Lord for those things all over again. And it really can turn our situation. So if you don't already, please consider starting a daily reflection journal or a, a journal of some sort where you write down all of the things that God does for you. Here are some takeaways from this episode. 
First of all, get in the habit of practicing daily gratitude. Start that journal if you haven't already. You could use your computer with technology now. We don't we can we can record things, we can type things, we can do a lot of different things to keep track of our gratitude for God. Take a moment to reflect and meditate on what God has done for you even now. Seek out opportunities to perform random acts of kindness for people. Small gestures not only benefit others, but help us recognize blessings in our own lives. Share your stories of gratitude. Log on to our website. Leave a comment about what God is doing in your life. We love to hear from you. Stay connected with your faith. Stay connected with your with your church body and offer strength and, and encouragement to others. I'd also like to encourage you to set a gratitude goal. Set a gratitude goal. Commit to expressing gratitude to a loved one daily or volunteering a certain number of hours a month to to a community service program or something so where you can sh- give back your uh, gratitude and express that in in other ways. So as we wrap up today's episode, I want to remind you that maintaining gratitude during in- adversity isn't just a nice idea, it's a practice that can literally change your life and reshape your perspective. Remember James 1 verses 2 through 3 from the beginning which reminds us to count it joy because when we face trials, they produce perseverance, they produce patience in us. Embracing challenges with a spirit of gratitude can lead to personal growth and a strengthened and deepened faith. And finally, share your stories of gratitude during adversity. Your experiences could inspire someone else who's going through a tough time. So thank you for joining us again on this episode of Thanksgiving, a daily gratitude journey as we ramp up into the holiday season throughout the month of November. I encourage you to take these steps of to make gratitude a part of your daily life. I hope you've been inspired and encouraged to cultivate gratitude in your own journey. And remember, remember here at Walking in His Word, our gratitude journey continues every weekday in the month of November. So don't forget to subscribe and join us for more daily inspirations. For additional resources and to connect with our community, please visit our website at www.walkinginhisword.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for at Walking in His Word podcast. So let's carry the spirit of thanksgiving with us as we embrace the day ahead. Until next time, may your heart be filled with gratitude and your faith be strengthened. And keep walking in His Word.